at one point I was realizing, wait a minute, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing now. I'm trying to squeeze more milk out of the cows that I have. And what I should be doing is trying to get more cows. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry, naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gav Helen. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Porn and Coffee. I'm your host, Thomas, from PlugRush.com, and with me is Jay Copita from WhyNot.com. What are you doing, man? Oh, God, a crazy day. There's a million things going on in my neighborhood, and I'm just here in my cave uh, doing a show with you. We've got the Han on today. Oh, we are talking to our very first webmaster, I think. Real pioneer in the industry. He started out, you know, I use the word pioneer all the time. I need to knock that shit off. Uh, bottom line it, it is... It should belong to certain people. Right. Well, the thing with Patrick is is that he has been around in the business for over 20 years now. I mean, he was using the internet before some of the people in the biz were even born. Yeah. And then our natural question is, where, where did he come from? How do you wake up one day and think about, I'm going to make the world's first awesome porn page on the, in the internet? Yeah, I mean, I was looking at his stuff when I was working in the mainstream, you know, and burning up bandwidth in my... Uh, mainstream job and for some reason never got caught or fired i don't know it's so weird yeah i didn't have a job the first time i was watching his stuff i think it was when i was like 13 14 junior high school like yeah <laughs> yeah <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> on the dial-up modem back in the days when porn were fun because it take like one minute to see a tit well you had to work hard at it you know it wasn't really you know, then you yeah. look back at my days, you had to find a dad whose, you know, magazine stash was accessible and when he wasn't home so that you could go and grab one. And we're going to talk to Patrick about uh, how, uh, how the world of advertising and stuff is working and mm -hmm. uh, why not start up with our advertisers? Let's hear from our sponsors and uh, we will be right back after this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn & Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal Porn & Coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit ClickCash.com slash Porn & Coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on face sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, Pay top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. All right, everybody, we're back. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Porn and Coffee. With us today is one of the earliest internet pioneers and somebody whose porn I was looking at way back in the 90s when I worked in the mainstream. We have Patrick, the founder of The Hun, the original Yellow Pages, Link List, Link Dump, just, you know, all the uh, porn that you could look at way, way back when, and he's still with us today, and we're very thrilled to have you here with us, Patrick. How you doing today? I'm thrilled to be here, dude. 
I wouldn't call it the original Yellow Pages, though, because, I mean, they go back <laughs> way longer than, than most people can remember, even. If you had a phone, you had a Yellow Page as well, which used to have yeah. all the companies that are around you, and uh, and you can find yeah. phone numbers and whatnot, and that was right. the original Yellow Page. Yeah, you didn't come in book form. <laughs> no, no, never did. I don't think those I mean, Yellow I Pages even exist anymore, do they? No, I, I remember way back in the day when I was uh, working in the mainstream. I worked at a PR firm, and uh, you know, I was just so sick and tired of it. And a friend of mine is just like, "Oh, you got to check this out." And he gave me a list of like four or five different things to to look up on the internet because I was pretty new on the internet at the time. I mean, this is in the '90s. One of the things I believe was Rotten.com, if you remember that, and then <laughs> another thing was uh, TheHun.net. And I'm just like, "Oh, cool," you know. And then there yeah. it was. That's how everybody found it. It was. It was going viral before, well, viral marketing even existed online. It was, it right, was yeah. what people heard about in when they, after football or soccer or whatever they played, uh, friends would tell each other, hey, man, you got to check this out. That's that's how it grew. How did you come up with this thing then, what we call now the hunt? I was, I'm a geek. I was doing demo compos back then, um, doing yeah. little programming competitions where you had 32K of code, where you had to do graphics and uh, audio, music, stuff like that. And you were just sitting behind a computer writing stuff like that in assembly and and trying to win prizes with that or at least uh, mm. well giving it a go and everybody worked with a handle and i was in a group named metal and my handle was the hun I made that up somehow um <laughs> awesome. i was in school still i was i was getting uh, my master degree in computer science oh, i actually cool. studied for this for this shit well, for, for being a programmer or, or at least being a, a system designer, that's what I'm educated to do. And programming mm. was something I always did on the side as a hobby. And then this thing, the internet came out and I thought like, wow, this is interesting. I got I to gotta do something with this. I bought this little floppy disk. Youngsters still know what that is. That is the actual thing that's the save button on most <laughs> most uh, <laughs> text processors yeah <laughs> i bought one of those and it was a little program on that that you could just put in some links to stuff that you thought was interesting and it would generate an html page and oh. i started playing around with that just to backwards engineer what code it would generate started playing around with the background color with the font size stuff like that very very easy simple html 1.0 lesson and the links that you could put in there, that could have been anything. It could have been mopads, fishing, heavy metal music, anything I was into. But for some reason, I don't know why, because I was never into that, uh, it became <laughs> porn. <laughs> just to test it out. It was not to build a porn site. It was just to see what that program did. And I was able to figure it out, how HTML tags worked, how you could change the colors and the, and the sizes of everything. Hmm. And the chat boxes that were pretty popular back then, I, c I can't even remember their names. I started to post a URL of what I collected on those chat boxes. I started sharing the URL to what I made up there. And one thing just led to the other. People started sending me stuff, say, dude, I found this, I found that. And I started adding that to the page. The page started to get traffic. After a month, I was kicked off the internet for using way too much bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> How much were you using? I don't know. I think I had, after the first month, we had about 100,000 visitors, which back then was enormous because there was 110,000 internet users worldwide, I think. Right, um, exactly. Yeah, probably. I, I, I'm not sure. But this was very early days. And sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. this hosting company in the Netherlands, was uh, there was a couple of friends in my school started a hosting company there. And... They said, 
we we bought a lot of bandwidth and we're selling that now to the first businesses that are going online we have a lot of bandwidth what if we put you on our servers try to sell ads on there see if that works see if we can if we deduct the money if we still have some money left see if that's an idea to go with so yeah. we moved the whole operation to them that's when i started registering URL as well, and that became the hun.net and not the hun.com because it was at that point still not commercial. It was more a network than a commercial site, so that's why it became the hun.net. I couldn't afford more than one domain name back then, anyways. I was still <laughs> studying. But you started out like it, it was one index file that you'd updated every day. Yeah, basically. Because no database, no nothing. No, 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 that was, just that was frames and fun. Yeah, manually edited HTML. Eventually, I started writing a program in, in C. I still have that somewhere. Gosh. What year are we talking? Uh, 1995. Holy shit. I wasn't on the internet yet. No, that was 20 years ago. So that was when I started, 95, 96. Yeah, I didn't start surfing until 98. And for the people now that are listening to us, Patrick is now looking in this archive for books. Yeah, there's tons of books. Uh, of course, I forgot <laughs> that nobody's looking. <laughs> I spent the entire day cleaning up my office, and then it's just an audio recording. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah. So tell me this then, 20 years ago, I mean, if you just go 10 years back, you consider yourself still a webmaster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how is it then to be a webmaster now compared with 10 years ago? Well, basically the same, I guess. The whole market changed a bit, so a lot of people that call themselves webmasters probably changed a lot in the way they're working, uh, the tools they're using right now. A lot of stuff mm. done with WordPress, which is, well, let's not get into that. Well, there's, much more, there's much more tools available. Like like 21 years ago when we tried to make up a way to make money on this and, and actual, uh, f actually find a way to pay for everything, for the hosting costs and stuff like mm. that, there were no affiliate programs. There were none. No. Then 10 years ago, there were tons of affiliate programs. And now... There's a lot less than, than 10 years ago again. Sl slowly but surely, you see more and more coming again. It changed a lot. I think one of the cool things I think about, Han is that, I mean, you take the user in focus. You don't think that much about money. I mean, you can have 20 pop-ups on your page and be a billionaire if you wanted. But you're thinking about usability. You're not really a fan of many of the traffic networks out there that are wanting to have your traffic and the banners and stuff like that. Am I correct? I don't know what formula you use to come with with the number billionaire but it's my strong belief that uh, that if you do stuff like that you don't have 21 years in this industry so if you do that math if you check all the page views i had over the past 21 years and multiply that by one pop-up yeah that would be mm. serious seriously large amount of money yeah but those numbers would be way way lower because people would just leave they would go somewhere else mm, I, yeah. I hate it when sites pop consoles and stuff like that. I really, I, I strongly despise sites like that. Why would I run yeah. one, one? I always try to keep it as, as clean as possible. 10 years ago, maybe a little later, when, when the whole internet started to get in, in trouble, so to say, we did focus on trying to get more ads in there, trying to figure out a way how to squeeze more advertising in. And, and at one point I was realizing, wait a minute, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing now. I'm trying to squeeze more milk out of the cows that I have and what I should be doing is trying to get more cows. Mm. So try to focus on the webmaster, uh, on the on the visitor, on the user again, and not on the payment programs out there. Because this game is easy. If you have a lot of visitors, then the advertisers will come to you. And it's not the other way around. No matter how many advertisings you have on your site, that will not draw in the visitor. That's a good mm. philosophy. It'd be nice if more people thought like that. Because, I mean, we've definitely seen over the years when somebody comes up with a bad idea... And by bad, something that's bad for the industry or bad for the consumer, uh, but seems to put you know short-term money in their pockets. It gets copied a lot of ways, and then a lot of legitimate business people get squeezed out 
uh, or, you know, find their bottom line. You know, we've seen that happen so many different times. You know, it's proof that you can stay above the fray and all the bullshit and be around still. You see it happening on Facebook now as well. You had all these little groups with yeah. some fun stories and they were great. Now you have, they have one line of text and then 15 ads and then you click on the next line and nobody sees those ads anymore. So the value right. of an ad impression is going down the drain quickly because yeah. people see ads and they, they don't even notice them anymore. Or, they, or they, they load below the page itself, so people never scroll to actually see the ad, although it's loaded. So the, the yeah. price of an impression goes down a lot, and that's hurting everybody. I got to say, I mean, having a lot of ads is fine, but when it gets in the way of what you're attempting to do or what the through line is of the reason why you're even on the page, when that shit starts getting muddied up, and I mean, obviously, you know, that's the problem. Whenever you see a thing that says, launch gallery, then you know you're in for some shit. Yeah, but it's always, the, it's because of perspective, right? A, a webmaster or a site owner looks at his site and says, okay, how can, I, how can I monetize this in the best possible way? And the visitor mm. will, well, at least if they, if they serve to adult stuff, is how can I find the chicks that I think are really hot in the most convenient way? And that's, that's two different sides of looking at the same page. It's the same as going to the newspaper. If you go to the newspaper and uh, you want to read it online, right? Yeah, they need to have the money. I mean, you need to have the money too to run that page. It's it's a lot of visitors. You you need to have the ads there. Yeah, yeah, true. Can you tell about how you monetize the hunt now? Like, is it uh, selling links? Is it only the banners? Is it... I was trying to memorize that thing that's been going on in the GFY for, uh, <laughs> well, at least 20 years now, but... <laughs> yeah, it's it's ads and it's the top top link placements basically yeah. the same thing we've been doing from the time we started finding out how to monetize the hunt in the first place yeah the banners are, are in the in the past were sold by by cybercat uh, they're still around uh i, I oh. still love mark and Parney. They, they do a hell of a great job and they they were selling all the ads on the hunt and i was working exclusively with them uh, with them then the networks got so convenient that we we did start to let in some of the bigger networks I'd love to go back to targeted advertising, though. The network seems to be more focused on impressions. I always compare it with, with the strip in, in Vegas. The first time Ooh. I was on the strip, this guy came up to me with this little ticket. Click, click, click. And I took it. And it was, oh, a strip yeah. club. So the second guy came up to me with the same thing. Here, take this, take this. And I took it. Oh, another strip club. The third, yeah. I already know what he was going to give me. So I said, mm -hmm. I'm not interested. I'm gay. Fuck off. And ah. So they got... Quickly, they got really, really, really annoying. The same thing is happening with a lot of the networks. If you just go for impressions uh, and, and you throw so many uh, banners at people that they just are annoyed by it or they come to the point where they don't even see the ads anymore, you're not making any money. The hunt is not like the strip. It's not like the place where people come to once in their life or whatever. I'm more like the local supermarket where you come every week mm. uh, to buy your stuff. Yeah. If you would have a supermarket, with guys giving you out tickets like they do on the strip, you would find another supermarket because they're yeah, yeah. really, really annoying really quickly. So we have to come up with a whole different way of advertising. Supermarkets do a hell of a great job by giving out samples, for instance. And that's right. what we've been doing since the beginning is having previews of galleries, previews of this is what it is. If you pay $30 to get in, this is what it feels inside. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get a lot more. You're going to get updates. You're going to get thousands of models, whatever. Um, this is a sample from us for free, and that's how we always been doing our advertising. And, and I strongly believe that that I can get back to that again. Mm. And also, if you go to the Han, you come in there and you you kind of know what you're getting. Changing around with, uh, about that that should be dangerous as well, isn't it? I don't think the concept of the Han will ever change dramatically. Here and there, some minor minor things, but 
I can see that because we changed the layouts like 10 years ago. We changed from mm -hmm. just the text links to... Uh, but then we yeah, came up right. with these little previews and people started bitching about it. It's like, hey, we need the old one back because this is much quicker. Because a lot of us are on, on high-speed internet connections, but still a lot of people are on slow connections. And mm. they don't like all these graphic layouts and, and big downloads. They want it quick. And so we still left the old layout on there for people to enjoy. And you can see yeah. that. 20% 20, 20 of the visitors still go to that old ancient layout. But it was kind of the fun too, though, because you didn't know what was behind it. Yep. You had a cute little description for a couple of words, and then you use like randomly, yeah, click. Yeah, what <laughs> am I going to get? So I think that was fun. Let's talk about TGPs. I know that this is kind of a, a little bit of a sticking point with you. Those got started when? I mean, the late 90s? They, they started... When the affiliate programs came out, and basically what they did was collect all the uh, all the free house of gallery stuff on one page. That's what they right. did. Right. That was kind of the, not necessarily the beginning of the end, but, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? And then they were trying TGP2 because they were trying to limit it. Yeah. I've been to the, uh, the first time I came to the United States, I visited one of those uh, malls, came to the food court, and at every one of these little stands, there were, you, you could get a little sample. And... Uh, that's good. Then you can make up your mind where you want to spend your money and where you want to get a meal. But right. they give everything away. Then why would you just not go for the samples and not eat I there mean, at all? What will you then call the Han? What is the Han? I always call it a link site because that's what it was. It was a site with links. Yeah. And it still is. Yeah. I, I never got... What, what does it mean, actually? What does TGP mean? A thumbnail gallery post. But it, it lists thumbnail galleries, right? I've been, I've been fighting the name TGP for about 15 years till it came out, uh, since, ever since it came out. I always hated the word. Yeah. Or a link dump, as I call it. But link we call dump, that... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a dump with I links. Places I just dumps, but they usually massive that. link dump. <laughs> <laughs> Also, one thing that you tried when you fixed the new layout, I remember, because all of a sudden, the jokes were away. Well, yeah, we used to. Uh, yeah. Now it's all family-friendly. You can tell these jokes to your kids if you want to. It's <laughs> fine. You can show them to your mother and father. It's absolutely no problem, because it's all Google-friendly, family-friendly. What I do now is I have AmazingJokes.com, and Google's, Google's payouts are so much more high, uh, so so much higher than than what the adult industry is paying. So actually, yeah. I was turning very low cost adult main, uh, traffic to high value mainstream traffic. So that's why the the joke moved from the hunt to a separate site. And then you also had the dirt jokes on jokes.xxx. Yeah, jokes.xxx was because uh, we had so many jokes before that that I couldn't use on animation jokes anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's just a waste to throw that away. So we just built that page. It's it's up. It's running. It doesn't have any ads. I don't know where it's going. We'll see. It's just <laughs> I just laugh my ass off at, at some of these. So you have uh, porn and jokes, and we have porn and coffee. So yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Go. I'm out of coffee actually. That's uh, you know, <laughs> that something I need. You just to have to go with the porn and jokes then. <laughs> Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, when you are not doing the hunt, when you are not doing all the porn stuff. What is a guy like you interested in? Yeah. What do you do outside the industry? You're a big guy for food, business, and music. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Nothing else to. Yeah, but the hunt is not about porn. I'm, I'm when I'm working. Okay. Hunt, I'm programming. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Building little scripts, uh, changing stuff. I noticed this morning that the voting system was not working correctly since about a year and a half. So I fixed that. That was some of those things. And, and I'm just programming behind the computer, yeah. having my uh, 
PHP storm open and just figuring out new ways to generate the page to cache everything, stuff like that. That's that's what I really enjoy is make stuff so efficient as possible. Because I was telling that in the beginning, how I started as a 30 take, uh, 32K demo programmer. Yeah. Do the same thing. You concentrate on something that's there to make it more efficient. And that, that's why we always were able to run the hunt on just one single server because we never needed a lot of resources and we still don't so that's stuff that even though you ask me what i do besides this i really really enjoy and that's why i still do it it doesn't feel like a job does it it's more no, like a passion no, it's, it's like yeah you have to you have to kick yourself away from the computer at, at four in the morning and have one whiskey to make sure that you fall asleep instead of uh going to bed, thinking of another good idea, and then going out of bed again and start programming again. That happened to me so often. <laughs> but usually that's my day. I program till till um, I feel that uh, the brain is not working correctly anymore, and then I go to bed, wake up yeah. in the morning and do the same thing. That is the, the very old-fashioned webmaster style of living, uh, I, I, I would assume. Besides that, music indeed is, is a big passion. I, I, I yeah. play bass myself in an Iron Maiden tribute. We've been busy with that. I had rehearsals with another band last night. So, yeah, that keeps me busy. Are you self-taught or did you go to school at all for it? I went to school, but not to, not to learn to play the bass. I, I, I taught that myself. There's this little band called Iron Maiden that I really, really loved from the beginning. And I've, I, I was just looking at that. I was like, wow, if you could play like that, that would be awesome. I was in school as a, as a young kid. And a friend of mine knew how to play the guitar. And he said, dude, we should start a band. I said, yeah, that's awesome. Then I don't play an instrument. I play guitar. I said, you know what? I know a drummer. So if I buy a bass, then I just learn to play the bass. And then at least we have a band. Then we can start yeah. that way. So that's what we did. Right. We never got far, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was the summer of 79. Ah. A little later than that. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, music never went away. We, we actually did quite well with the hunt. So at one point, I had some well money to spend. And a friend of mine was... Uh, immigrating to uh, to Brazil and he had this building for sale and he said dude you got to buy this building I said well I'm, I don't need a building so why should I? I said, yeah but I I want to go I want to leave in two days I have two days to sell this building if anybody should buy it and maybe even if you resell it then it's fine you buy this building so I bought it and figured what what can, what can I do with this there was there was like a, a little a cafeteria next door. I was like, wow, this would be a great place for a studio. I always had a little recording studio in my own house here north of my uh, my office. I decided to do it a little bigger. So I built one of the biggest recording studios in the Netherlands. Damn. I've been spending a lot of time in there as well. And that is still up and running? Yeah, yeah it's Legacy Studios. And uh, yeah, it's it's up and running. Awesome. Anything big coming out of, out of that studio? Well, internationally, no, I don't think so. <laughs> we are thinking of doing a little blog about people that wrote songs about the hunt because there's actually some songs out there. Uh, there is. Yeah, there's a there's a band called. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna hit me now if they hear ever hear this because I can't remember the name. The New Cool Collective. They have a song called The Hun, and I I heard a live recording by accident, and I heard the guy say, "This is uh, dedicated to our favorite website," and then they started playing that song, and I later found out that that. Song was called The Hunt. Oh, nice. Well, you know, it had to happen sooner or later, you know. Let's uh, go uh, and take a look at the future with you, Patrick. Where do you see the future of this uh, fantastic industry? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody knew that, that would be. I really don't know. There's, I mean. We have a bunch of guesses. I mean, people have been talking about different things. I mean, you know, are the forecasts good? Is it bad? I mean, I think it's pretty much agreed that everyone is. The industry is behind the mainstream at this point. The mainstream is, it, it, it turned out to be the mainstream. Yeah. Now, that took a very, very long time because we were always an adult and then there was the mainstream and adult was like 
90% of the traffic and then the mainstream was only 10. But th- that turned around, yeah. What I think is going to change is the way we're making money right now and that's going to change for the better. These ad blockers that everybody's installing, that is going to be a big problem for the, the current way people are doing business. And mm. I think that's awesome. It's not the solution for the ad blockers then to make uh, little hacks on how to avoid them or will that only be like a battle that will you never end is, if you are on the strip in Las Vegas yeah, yeah. same example yeah. and this guy walked up to you with this little card in his hand and you you very clearly told him that you are not interested and he still says here I find a way I found a way to give you another card you would be you would be pissed you would make it a sports to avoid that guy you would make it not, not only a sport you would make it a life mission to not ever get another one of his little cards again. And that's what people are doing now with the ad blocker. So if people install an ad blocker, they say, this went too far. This is too much. No more. Yeah. That's why we started those little bullshit stories that we always had on the hunt. We, we brought them back a lot bigger than we than we used to do. That's stuff where you can still explain to people, listen, this is a new website. They got this and this technology going on. And this is be interesting. And you, if you sign up now, you can get a discount, blah, blah, blah. Something targeted. Something that I know would be of interest to the visitors of the hunt. Not only... The visitors will will like that and use it, but you can always it, it's always uh, also a way to monetize because you can sell memberships, stuff like that. Bring new technologies uh, uh, to the people, just show them what's going on, and and if you bring that as more as as just an ad, like more like an advertorial, personalized advertorial, because yeah. people that come to the hunt, you know that they're interested in sex, so it's it's pretty easy to find something to sell to them. But people are not stupid. If you just throw consoles at them and throw stupid banners at them. They're not going to click. So editorials and more like they do now in the in the mainstream, native ads and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, it's, it's about tricking again. It's like making ads that doesn't look like ads. Sure. But I mean, is that really tricking? I mean, it depends, depends on how you do it. If you if you if you make it content, yeah. then it's something different, right? You can say, okay, click here, and and you have to pay thirty dollars to see more, or you can actually explain what it is and say, this is how it looks, and this is how it feels like. And if you want it, here's here you can pay for it. But yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be an ad or a bad thing. I mean, if there's a new product out, I wouldn't mind hearing about it because people are so afraid of being targeted and being tracked by cookies and stuff like that. I was trying to find a movie to go to with my kids. So you start to find trailers, clicked on a trailer. And then I got this ad, targeted ad that was, I'm a foodie. I like food wherever I am. I like to try the local stuff. And that was a food and started with a barbecue, charcoal on it, nice fire going and a big steak was flopped on it. And I was like, wow, there was... You can now skip this ad. And I didn't. I watched it till the end. I clicked on it as well. It was some subscription page for a barbecue blog site. But that sort of advertising is just amazing. It's great. I, I love that. It was targeted at me. It was something that I was interested in. I mean, I'm not interested in a tampon commercial or lady pads or whatever. So targeted advertising really is a way to at least get people what they're interested in. But mm. the thing is that greed is quickly turning people into advertising throwing monsters and they think mm. well if i show them one ad i make a dollar if i show them two i probably make two dollars and if i show them fifteen thousand i'm going to be rich tomorrow and that's and that's how they ruin a lot of businesses what are your thoughts on those uh, mobile carrier ads that are going crazy at the moment are you not selling your mobile carrier traffic at all we have a page up on our own site so we have a lot of people asking, can you send us your Bulgarian Libertel traffic, whatever? Uh, and I can't because we have a page up and that page is what people come to see. 
So that's the page that you see. I, ca I can't redirect it somewhere else to a campsite or whatever. We have our own stuff on there. I can sell advertising on it, and I can sell advertising carrier uh, targeted, uh, country tar geo-targeted, but okay. it, that has to go through an ad, a normal ad. Say, if you're interested in this, click here, and then and then you can go wherever you want. But a lot of people are just redirecting, because that was something that, that started to happen like four or five years ago when, when, uh, when mobile started to get really popular. People started to redirect their mobile traffic, and I never understood that. And, and now I make more money on the mobile version of the hunt than on the desktop version. Because there's more money yeah. in those ads. Yeah. 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 But imagine if I would go with the flow with what everybody was doing and redirect my mobile traffic. I would have no. I would have been left with uh, half my traffic because over half of it is mobile now. Maybe for the reason that it's it's pretty suspicious to drag your desktop uh, drag your desktop computer to the bathroom, right? <laughs> your, your phone's dead already. People thought they yeah. could make a quick buck and redirect their mobile traffic and done. Doesn't work that way. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit ClickCash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wiccan, Fake Hub, and more on Face Sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on Gay Face Sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net. To promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Jay, I think it's time for your favorite uh, question, actually. Oh, we arrived at that point. Holy shit, time flies when you're having fun. You know, this has been, you're, you're not the most serious guy in the world, Patrick, but this has been a pretty serious interview, you know? I uh, feel like... Uh, I got... thought it was supposed to be that. Um, <laughs> we, took, we took Patrick down. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever we want it to be, really, or whatever. Call it beer and porn, and let's do some bullshit. So, essentially, Patrick, give us some shout-outs. Who helped you along the way? Who do you think deserves some honorable mention? You know, give some airtime here to who you think deserves some hun love. How <laughs> you expect me to bullshit? No, 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 no. There's, there's, some, there's a couple of people that... Have, I mean, like, we, I mentioned them before, like mm -hmm. Mark and Parney with Cybercat. They... I pretty much own everything to everything I have to to them um, in a way. They worked out the commercial ideas behind it. I was I was never in this wow. to make money, never. And they were they they were able to monetize it. I remember meeting them in Vegas, and it was still Mark and Scott back then. I remember meeting them at an IA two thousand, and it was not even two thousand yet. It was like okay. like in the nineties somewhere. And we sat down. I wasn't feeling well. So uh, I went outside, sat down for a while, and this guy sat next to me. and said, what are you doing? I said, well, do this link site and blah, blah. I said, hey, who's selling your, your banners? I said, well, <laughs> I am. Could we sell them? 
well, why not? Uh, let's talk about it. And we never had a contract. We never had anything on paper. We, we gently had each other by, by the testicles, basically, because if they didn't sell for me anymore, then I wouldn't make any money. And if they didn't pay me, I would just pull the banners. So it was kind of a mutual deal, uh, mutual respect. You, ha- you had to respect each other in order to do the business together. And that worked ever since. I've, I never left them. They're very good friends. They're personal friends. There's some other personal friends that I got on the internet. Some people I do business with, others I don't. Like Sven Hansik is some somebody that I don't even really know what he what he does to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Consulting <laughs> payments. There's no way we can do business together. No, no, no. But there's many of them in this industry, right? I've, I've spent an awesome week in Thailand with with JT and Joey uh, Joey Gabra. We don't yeah. do business. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I don't do business with, and and sometimes because you just can't, or or because you would. I mean, you and you and I have a weird relationship because I consider you well. Hmm. <laughs> no, I can see you, friend, but I mean, Pluckrush and the Hunt, they always had a, a, just the company models themselves had, had always had a bit of a, yeah, yeah. or friction. And we had a good co- conversation about this in, I don't know where. Uh, no, it was in Mallorca, I think. Mallorca, and we also talked about this in Caribbean. And yeah, I, and we agreed to kind of disagree, yeah. but we, we still respect each other because I totally respect what you are doing and I totally understand why I am not the right choice for you guys. It's never a problem. There's so many ways of doing business no. and there's so many ways of doing it right and doing it honest. I can yeah. really respect that there's there's very little people i don't respect in this industry but of course you are a man that also say what you mean so if there is something you would have said that right so oh yeah but that is the best answers you can get yep. <laughs> i also meet people outside this industry last summer holiday we were in malta spent some time there with with nick callisto and uh and jenny of course and oscar yeah. they're great people adam and tanya with dating factory i, mm-hmm. I really really like them we hang out together and just it's just fun there's no no business yeah. at all. You have the same interests and the same way of looking at things. It just mm. works. Well, I think this is a good conversation. I think we, we learned a lot. And really happy that you had time to spend time with us here at Porning Coffee. Anytime. My pleasure. So, for everybody else, thank you for taking part of this part of Porning Coffee. And remember to support your favorite porn site. Take care now and bye-bye then. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.